That didn't sound very convincing. <laughs> well, you get what you pay for, bro. Anyway, this is Fuse Box number 187. Merry Christmas. And you have visions of regret dancing in your head. Well, maybe not at this very moment. <laughs> yeah, but soon, right? <laughs> uh, very likely sooner than later, I'm afraid. Oh, I can just about guarantee it, Padron. <laughs> Then we might as well just get started and uh, get it over with. Hello, friends, and uh, the happiest of holidays to one's all. This is indeed Fusebox number 187, Merry Christmas. I am your slathered in figgy pudding host, Mark Rose, and uh, over there, making his hit list and uh, checking it twice is the audio godfather himself, Milt Candy Canes, everybody. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> and it only took, what, six years to get that in? Yeah, I'm sure the look on my face made it well worth the wait. Oh, you have no idea, Mr. Canes. <laughs> yeah, now I have visions of regret dancing in my head. Oh, then uh, my work here is done. <laughs> uh, friends... We have a real holiday treat for you today. As uh, many of you listeners know, the Fusebox Holiday Show is a is a look back to some of the highlights from... Uh, highlights? Just humor me, okay? Huh? Anyway, this is the time of year we like to revisit some of the best moments of the previous year's shows and... Uh, moments? Wait, you mean we had more than one this year? Believe it or can't, Mr. Keynes. But this year, we also have a very special in-studio guest to read a heartfelt and lovely holiday story before we play the uh, best-of clips from uh, 2021. Acclaimed actor and longtime friend of the show, Bremerton Castlewhite is with us today. No shit! Bremerton Castlewhite? Here? Wow! You know, I really loved him in the, uh, that thing I saw him in that one time. I mean... You have no idea who I'm talking about, do you? Not a clue, bro. Yeah. He's very well known in the Portland area theater community for his portrayal of Lady Macbeth. Surely you've heard of his uh, acting troupe, Shakespeare in the Dark? No? Well, then you're in for a real treat, because... Wait, you mean that group of actors that performs while the audience is blindfolded? Oh, so you have heard of them. Yeah, and, and, and aren't the actors blindfolded, too? It's very Portland. Oh, it's very something, all right. Thespians, man. So, uh, a gather round, kids. Come on, don't be shy. <laughs> yeah, don't be shy. Be afraid. But don't be shy. There you go. Plenty of room up front. So, uh, welcome in, kids. And Merry Christmas. Everyone comfortable? Huh? Yeah? Excellent. So, please, let's all welcome Mr. Bremerton Castlewhite as he reads, "'Twas the Night Before Thursday," written by our very own Jeff Pollard. Bremerton Castlewhite, everybody. 
"'Twas the night before Thursday in our part of the world. "'Not a creature was stirring except Japanese pocket squirrels. <laughs> "'Empty booze bottles were scattered all over the floor. "'We hoped Uncle Carl soon would bring more. "'The children all cowered neath the covers of their beds. "'Visions of child protective services filled them with dread.' And Mama passed out naked, and I, not far behind, had poured another mugful and drunkenly reclined. When out from the kitchen there arose such a crash, I sprung from my lazy boy, drunk off my ass. Away to the kitchen I stumbled and staggered, not spilling a drop, which is really what matters. A pot on the stove had apparently caught fire, adding to the circumstance already past dire. When what to my bloodshot eyes should appear but Uncle Carl with Stefan, the neighborhood queer. With inebriated glee, the two men did dance, and I knew in a moment I had but one chance. So quick like a bunny as they fell through the door, I dove for drop bottles before they crashed to the floor. Damn it, Carl, I yelled, you clumsy old fool, you almost dropped the booze, then what would we do? To the top of his voice, Uncle Carl did laugh while backing into the stove, thus lighting his ass. And as Uncle Carl thrashed and flailed about, Stefan peed his pants laughing, or did just about. Mama had come to and lurched through the door, with me clutching the bottles and still prone on the floor. What the hell, Carl, she screamed, shrill as a hen, startling poor Stefan, whose laughing stopped them. Quickly to the backyard, Mama did rush, grabbing the hose to douse Carl's flaming tush. Throughout the whole kitchen, cold water sheeted spray, soaking everything and me, where on the floor I still lay. Get out, Mama bellowed, get out of my house. You've ruined Christmas again, you drunken, clumsy louse. But Carl spoke not a word as he wrung out his pants, barely acknowledging Mama's threatening rant. Instead, he gallantly helped Stefan to his feet and took from me a bottle without missing a beat. Through the back door then, both men did stagger, I rising from the floor finally, admiring Carl's swagger. And as Stefan and Uncle Carl stumbled out of sight, I heard him exclaim, Happy Christmas, y'all, and to y'all a good night. In the end. Oh, hey, hey, <laughs> let's, uh, let's give him a hand, huh, kids? Yeah, let's, uh, let's, a uh, big hand for Bremerton Castlewide, everybody. Uh, folks, we'll be, uh, right back after these messages. The show for everybody, but not everybody will like it. Well, I think that went about as well as could be expected. I'm never going to learn, am I? Nope. But that's part of your charm, bro. You know, I think now's a good time to... Way ahead of you. From Fusebox, number 163, Stupidity Engine. And speaking of his uh, megaphone of spewage... Uh... 
Did you see that stat where it was uh, reported that uh, misinformation on many social media platforms has dropped 73% since he left? Yeah, not surprised. When you have the commander in thief starting the noise to begin with, well, all his followers just goose step right along. And there is the obvious main piston in this engine of stupidity. Somebody of high profile, somebody with a cult of personality, as they once said, makes some kind of ridiculous inflammatory statement, most times repeatedly, right? optimum effect. And his supporters and some sleazy quasi-news organizations then pick up the chant and on we go towards a divine alternate reality. Hey, you know, I uh, I was thinking about what you were saying on the last show uh, about that whole censorship thing. Yeah. Well, I gotta say, you know, uh, the more I looked at these uh, social media sites... It seems that they all are talking out of both sides of their necks. And only now are showing uh, how, quote, you know, responsible they are. Well, yeah. And there's a couple of things going on, at least uh, as I see it. First, you've got the reality that for a uh, pretty long time, most of that uh, fringy speech thingy, that was kind of passively let through. To a large degree, I mean, yeah, it was irritating, but eh, whatever. Um, That was pre-weaponization. Then, when it became clear that the, quote, free speech of some was beginning to impact the platform's revenue base, the moral high ground was taken, which, of course, is perfectly lame and disingenuous. What I've said from the start is you can't have it both ways. You can't be a beacon of free speech and then isolate certain undesirable content. I don't care how ugly it is. You either are or are not a platform of free speech. That means all speech. I don't look, I don't blame the uh, companies entirely. Well, well, some are just insects passing as humans. That guy. The fact that these platforms are privately held companies and have uh, clearly stated, you know, in their uh, guidelines for submissions, that, that just means that the person who is signing on and agreeing to that set of rules really has nothing to complain about if uh, they're shut out. Really, for any reason. Or those influencers who make six figures a year from talking about their meatloaf recipe or how to put on pants. And then suddenly, they're now making 11 cents a year. Yeah. No actual reason or recourse. Now, if you have a contract stating you're to receive big bucks into perpetuity or until your cat dies, you're just simply SOL. And on the other hand... Uh, Right. And on the other hand, if somebody truly makes a platform for free expression... Well, that's going to be a pangolin of an entirely different color. Of course, you'll get a bunch of stuff submitted to that platform that might be considered a wee too radical for uh, some tastes, including, but not limited to, (laughs) 
QAnon stuff, reptiles and human skin, flat earthers, and everything in between. Then leave the site. Exactly. All I'm saying is it can't really be that we have this double standard perception, right? We really don't, but it looks that way. The companies need to be really clear about the code of ethics uh, that, they, uh, that they have, and they do have the right. It's their platform, not the users. They all scream about their First Amendment rights. <laughs> Here's the deal. The First Amendment does not apply to privately held companies. This is a horrible misconception. Only governmental situations, federal mostly, but some states uh, have spins on it, like the aforementioned Ohio Supreme Court thing, where they had a, a, a quite a rigid law regarding what constitutes inciting a riot. <laughs> have you seen that video of those uh, two folks trying to get into Trader Joe's? I think it was in Florida. <laughs> yeah, of course. And you know what? That manager of that Trader Joe's deserves a medal. In, in case you haven't seen this, uh, friends, th there's two folks who are uh, arguing badly with a store manager about not being allowed into the store because they aren't wearing masks. And it's a store policy to wear masks if you're going to shop in their store. Their first week excuse is, I have a medical condition. Well, that's the default position for most of these Karens. When that doesn't work, it's, you're restricting my access to accommodations. <laughs> well, like my other fave, the First Amendment blather, it's a private company. They do not have to grant you access at all, particularly in view of a pandemic, which you may or may not believe is real. And you know what? The same would be absolutely true about trying to shop in their store naked. Or on fire. Indeed. Now, some places might be keen on that, okay? But for the most part, no, not getting in. How about those stinky bars down there, you know, in that area down there? In that area? Yeah, yeah. No shirt, no shoes, no service. Okay? Don't hear many folks yelling about their First Amendment rights on that one. You do, however, have the right to be as butt-stupid as you want to be. And, in many cases, I have the right to punch you in the face. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that might be stretching it a bit, but uh, you get the picture. As usual, buyer beware. And beware of buyer. Two selections from Fusebox number 165, Freudian Slip. QAnon followers believe that uh, Orange Guy will become the president of the original republic and not the corporation that they believe the 1871 act created. Yeah, because that date would be March 4th. Christ on a cracker. I mean, what happens when that day comes and goes, as it, of course, will? Then, I'm sure they'll move it to the second April of the year, known as Ass Hatters Month. And, of course... Then, the lizard god and his minions 
will rise from the oceans of East Tuberia, bringing the plague of 10,000 rancid moon pies to the lands of the great unwashed. And lo, there shall come a stinking swell of maggonauts and infowarazoids, and they shall clatter about, and there will be much gnashing of teeth and viking helmets, and it shall come to pass that there, lurking in the fecant sludge, the oozing froth from the toxic pool of Q, yes, there, there in the inky undulating blackness, they shall find the truth, the true word. And a bill for the damages to the capital. Yeah. And by the way, did you know there are tiny aliens living in the dishwasher? And at night, when you're sleeping, they carefully sneak out of the dishwasher. And slide down the estranged and desiccated spaghetti tendril. And then commence to eat all your cereal. Is that where all my Weetabix went? See? We could just start a cult. Yeah. Call it Snoranon. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they come out when you're sleeping, right? <laughs> From Fusebox number 166, Algorithmia. The lowly algorithm. That little code formula that makes so many detailed and... Uh, inevitably incorrect and also marginally illegal decisions uh, about you and I in virtually everything we do online. Yeah, I gotta say, though, you know, once in a while, it does nail it. Yeah, yeah, I'll concede that once in a while. <laughs> a great big blue with tiny wobbling tentacles of a while. At least for me, uh, it will suggest something... Uh, Spot on. Hey, it's, it's the ad scraper thing that burns my burritos. Oh, yeah. Um, you mean if you've if you've been to a site looking at something and then you yeah, would... yeah then, then the next page you go to is filled with that thing you just looked at. Yep, yep. And you may not have really been looking at that thing on purpose. Maybe you just clicked on it by accident or whatever. Ad tracker software. Yeah, which I'm I'm most happy to report is uh, now for the most part, uh, has been made optional by the newer uh, Apple OSs, both uh, mobile and desktop versions. You have to know where to select the uh, opt-out option, but it is there, and uh, evidently in the new iOS coming out very soon, it will, in fact, alert you to this tracking feature by default and uh, will give you the opportunity to prohibit such activity. Uh -huh. Well, there's going to be some folks pissed about that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know what? Y you can start 
with the uh, insects at uh, Book of Face. They were all in a tizzy about this cancellation of their lovely spying tools protocol. Why, you might even say they were all abuzz with discontent. Yeah. Seems to me I uh, I read somewhere that uh, they, uh, Facebook, were uh, looking at legal action against Apple for implementing this thing or whatever. Yeah, good luck with that. See, Apple did it correctly. It's informed consent, opt-in, opt-out. The OS tells you... You want to be tracked? Because this software you're using right now, masquerading as your bestie, is actually spying the hell out of you. It's up to you, though. At which point you can uh, select to continue or opt out of that. Wait a minute now. You see, that would go against Assbook's code of ethics, man. You know, giving you a choice. (laughs) Or telling the truth. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But be that as it it may, the battle continues for your uh, personal data. I'll tell you one of these things that uh, gets me. You know how at uh, times you get these surveys from companies? Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, wanting to know if you like the product or service or whatever. And also, you know, the the tell us what we can do to make this thing better, you know? Sure. Yeah, that's actually a smart idea in most cases, provided they actually listen. Yeah, well, well, right. And who knows? They say they do it at times. Yeah, so the thing that gets me is if you want me to give you feedback— and you say it's very important and valuable and all that kind of pig win. Well, then pay us for the time. Give me a percentage off coupon or free download or something. Well, I, I see that, especially if there's a, a longer than two minute survey. You know, some of the ones I participated in are like uh, five, ten minutes long and they can ask a, a lot of questions. And uh, I'm not really against them doing that because I think many times it does help the developer find out what the audience really wants. But, uh, yeah, I'd say kicking in, uh, you know, a little appreciation back to the uh, customer would be great. You know, a lot of times, too, that uh, info you fill out for, like, uh, subscriptions and stuff like that, of course, that goes right into a sellable data bank. And you know they are selling that shit six ways to Sunday. But Mr. Keynes, they say they never sell your information. How about some nice beachfront property in Utah? How's the fishing? Oh, it's awesome, bro. Yellowtail Mormons are to die for. Really? No, no. So here's the deal. You know when you see those uh, uh, claims about we never sell your shit to anyone? Yeah. Well, they probably are telling the truth. But the data collection company that collected the data is selling the info, and that's just a simple sleight of hand thing. Well, as usual, uh, buyer beware. I'll tell you. I, I'll tell you what <laughs> got me started on this thing in the first place. Japanese pocket squirrel monthly got you on a rodent porn email list. <laughs> <laughs> no, that actually hasn't happened, uh, thankfully. Although, I, uh, I do get some very odd emails by mistake for Milo every once in a while. Uh, and it comes from some military surplus store in uh, Shoes for Industry, California. Oh, oh boy, 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 oh boy. Oh, 
Gyros. Yeah. From fuse box number 167. Free for a dollar. So back in the moldering, swinging 60s, the back pages of magazines, um, I, I, you mostly saw them in comics or um, maybe some of those Warren publications like Famous Monsters of Filmland. There would be this headline in really big type that said, Absolutely free! And it had like, you know, nine or 12 exclamation points after it. And it was an alleged giveaway of uh, some trinket or something. Maybe X-ray specs. See through walls or your neighbor's clothes. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, though, your neighbor isn't creepy old Carl or... Uh, well, unless you're into that sort of thing, I guess. <laughs> be that as it may. <laughs> uh, so these special and highly enticing grabs for your attention do a great big multi-paragraph spin on uh, how absolutely marvelous this wondrous product is, and you can't be without it, and best of all, it's free. That's right, yes, free. Did you hear us? It's free. free. Right, free as the wind. We said, positively free. Just fill out the handy coupon below and send it to us, care of the U.S. mail. Now, here, friends, is where it gets really exciting. <laughs> as you begin to uh, feverishly fill out the form with all the pertinent details, sweat dripping down your forehead, onto the, even now, yellowing pages of newsprint. That's right. You come to this little portion of the form that says in itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny type, send one dollar to cover postage and handling. But, 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 but you said it was free! Well, yes, 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 we did. It's free! For only a dollar. You see what we did there? This is a classic scam. Used today as well. Oh, they, they might hide it more cleverly, I suppose. But uh, somewhere, there's still lurking a little... Gotcha! <laughs> and thus... We bid a fond farewell to another sterling yet questionable Fusebox Christmas Clips show, but uh, not before thanking Carol Adams, Rob Askew, John Barber, Patricia Blem, Regina Carroll, Kevin Cook, Jan Gosnell, Leslie Jane, Nico Lane, Aaron Lane, Jody Lorimer, Eric Newsom, Frank Edward Nora, Sabra May, Bruce Miles, Sam A. Mowry, Myrna Reynolds, and Noel Snow. And I have been your not-quite-yet-full-of-Christmas-cheer host, Mark Ro- Again, way ahead of you, bro. Cheers. <laughs> uh, keep them coming, bartender. You got it, bro. Well, all of us at Fusebox wish you and your loved ones the happiest of holiday seasons. We've all been through <laughs> quite a lot again this year, friends, but uh, better days loom just ahead. So as long as we all work together, we'll get there sooner rather than later. Mr. Keynes? The pleasure is always, bro. Pleasure's always. Cheers to all of you, and uh, as always, 
and hopefully for a long time yet to come, until our next cartoon. Fuse box.